Suzanne Shin, my good friend. <laughs> yes, we are we are here together. sitting in the same room, which it's has been amazing. a long time. Yeah, yeah, it has but, been. It's been maybe a little month of Sundays, uh, at like least a month of Sundays. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, you and I, we have done a lot together. We've yeah. sat with Mike's many times and talked about Jesus. Oh, yeah. And now we get to do it again. So. And had so many fun times. Yeah. I mean, God yeah. is so gracious and good to give us those mm-hmm. incredible memories with mm-hmm. incredible friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah. the the people that just through one meeting with our friend Darlene. Mm-hmm. That's right. Googled you. Right. You know, <laughs> found you via Google. Um and then we end up all connected, and yeah. it just it kept growing and growing, and yeah, it's just amazing. Friends in grace, and mm, yeah, just friends for a lifetime it's too. Truly amazing, and I kind of have this feeling, Suzanne, that what God started with our incredible community of friends, we are getting ready to experience something new oh yeah and even more i think the best is yet to come absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more yeah and and just like when you and i started out we hadn't seen each other in quite some time yeah um i hate to admit and life has been busy for everybody right and we've all had things going on but we just that's the wonderful thing about being in the lord right. we just pick up where we left that's off right and we just get to keep going forward. Yeah. You know, Jesus was always going forward, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. he he never told anybody, stay back. I don't want, you know, I don't want any part of that. Or, you know, you're right. going to have to, you're going to have to be right. here for a while till you learn your lesson or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was always going forward. Yeah. And I, I believe he wants that attitude mm-hmm. in our mind, mind's framework. Uh, go forward. Go forward. Right. Just keep going forward. Keep going forward. Right. Because he always has more. He always has better. Yeah, and I have this thing about uh, the great I am, Yahweh, who is and was and is oh, yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, as as individuals, we can know that he was there in our past and uh, you know when you when you do come into the revelation of grace, um, there comes such a rest. But it's it, but there also comes this restoration of all that was lost, this healing of wounds, and all of that. Yeah. And yeah. And so you know he was there. You know the, that question of where have you been? You know um, that's all settled, and you realize that he lives outside of time. He entered time so that he could become human, bear our sin, and all the stuff that we talk about. But then we get to always, as a new creation, live in that fresh slate moment of eternity where the past is taken care of, the past is a memorial to his goodness, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No matter what has yeah. happened or how mm-hmm. much we feel like it was a disaster. Right. Or, you know, I've made those mistakes mm-hmm. or the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Yeah. I have a friend that you say, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, when you know better, you do better. 
And, and I say that quite often to people, but that's interesting. You should mention that this morning I was writing about eternity. Yeah. Lord, give us that eternal perspective. Um, as I said to somebody I was on the phone with yesterday, the problem is not the problem. The problem is our perspective. Yes, of course. And we, unfortunately, are so tied to this earth. Mm. We're so planted. Mm. We, we oftentimes can't see anything beyond, you know, our little next week or tomorrow mm, right. or whatever. And, yeah. and we're so bound even to the, the past well, if this hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be here, et cetera, et cetera. And what the Lord has just been impressing on me, take the limits off, please. Amen. Can you just please take the limits off? Yeah. And just let yes. me be me. Yes. Let let me roll up my great big sleeves. Right. And let me, not me, me, Suzanne, exactly. but but me, God, right. roll up my big sleeves. You know, and, and I often hear that little, there was a uh, commercial years ago for a Sprint or something, you know, can you hear me now? Can yeah, you hear me now? Yeah. And I often hear that rolling in my mind, except, are you going to trust me now? Mm-hmm. Are you going to trust me now? Yeah. Are you going to trust me now? Yeah. Because it is, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not mm-hmm. seen. And God if we knew it all, where's the glory for him? Mm-hmm. You know, if we do it all, where's the glory for him? Right, right. Because we're going to take the glory because I got news for right. you. My flesh wants that glory. We always do, right? Yeah. Because it's flesh. Right. But I love, you know, Paul, all I want is Christ and him crucified. crucified. I remember you sharing that message years ago. Yeah, I'm determined to know nothing but Jesus and him, and him crucified. Um, yeah. Look at so, me. I've already got us digressed oh, and off no, track. Oh, not digress. <laughs> There's no digression. Um, but, but his blood, the work, the finished work, was in effect, I want to tell you, even before we were saved. Yes. Because it pleased God to you know by his grace to save Paul at just the right moment to reveal his son to Paul who had been a blasphemer who had been a mm-hmm. murderer of Christians and an insolent man he called referred to himself as that and as you say that um there's times that we were victims of Treat unfair treatment right. or abuse mm-hmm. or misunderstanding or whatever. So, so we could be the perpetrator, we could be the victim. All of that is in the category of the blood covers it, right? Oh, the blood covers God. it. Yes. And so Jesus, the great I am, has gone into our past and was there in our past, and uh, he has covered it all with his blood. But also, as we began at the beginning talking about good times, there are also good times. And Throughout the history of God's people, they've remembered the good times, right? They remembered coming through the Red Sea, and they kept on telling it to their children, and they kept on talking Mm -hmm. about it. Oh, yeah. So we remember the good times. But this is what the unlimited supply says to me, is that, oh, there's more. Yes. There's more. Yes. And so I got goosebumps thinking of sitting here with you and God saying, Suzanne, Tricia, there's more. You thought 
that was good, what I Come have on. is much more. Absolutely. Because it always grows. It's the ministry of righteousness. It, it, there are no limits on it. Well, and you, you were, that sparked my thought about the children of Israel, where they got into trouble yeah. <laughs> is when they would remember the bad stuff and where they wouldn't realize God's future plans and that God had a good right. future. You know, he, and he said to Moses, tell my people, I want to bring them into a land flowing, yeah. flowing right. with milk right. and honey. That they didn't build. That Give them houses. They did. The giants were yeah. in the land right. for giant houses, Tricia, right? You know, giant <laughs> right. wells, big, giant yeah. houses. And they, so they wouldn't More have to do anything. More than they needed. More than they Wait, needed. And that's how God operates. Yeah. And the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. He's got us so wrapped up in his goodness. That's all he wants to do. I was telling, and I I say this often to my family and and, um, my son and my granddaughter, Jeremiah 29, 11, Mm. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and give you good success and didn't put a comma at the end of it if you're going to church all the time. No. Comma, if you're tithing. (laughs) Right. Comma, if you got your finances together. Yeah. Comma, if you're, you know, living a good life or whatever it is. There's no comma at the end of that. And that's an Old Testament promise. How much better for our new covenant Jesus died to give us even yeah. more. And God has been really talking to me about this kingdom mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And how that's a mindset with eternity. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord dropped in my heart this morning, or what I feel like I immediately heard was Paul wrote in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Yeah. And it made me think of those three things made me think of Jesus saying the kingdom of God is like a man who sows seed, right? Yes. And some comes up, you know, and, and he talks about in Mark chapter four about how it grows. But he also, Jesus referenced many times, um, 30, 60, and 100 fold. Right. And I believe the Lord is working now in many believers to adjust that kingdom mindset. And we might be at 30% now, but mm-hmm. we're getting to 60% yeah, and yeah. prayerfully 100% right? where we can experience that true joy all the time, mm-hmm. that true, we mm-hmm. can live in that state of righteousness. But it, it made me think of Abraham was sort of living in that 30, 60, 100-fold. Faith is going through that process of 30, 60, 100-fold manifestation, if you will. We want it all now. But God God sees the whole parade. We see right. one float going by, right. one float at a right. time. Right. But God right. sees that whole parade. Yeah. He sees the 100%. But sometimes that 30 and 60, it's like a man who sows seed in the ground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not going to come up in two hours. Mm -hmm. Seed time and harvest. Right. Genesis 8, 22. Seed 
time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't like that time part. We just wish yeah, that wouldn't go away. Abraham is a picture of patience, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, again, farmer, I, I don't patience. mean to get us off track, but you, you do. When you farm, when you grow things, you mm-hmm. have to be patient. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to just spring up overnight. Well, I think that, um, you know, the, the, that parable of the soils, the one that, you know, bears fruit 30, 60, 100 fold is the one, you know, there, there is that, that soil that, you know, receives it with joy. But when hardship or persecution come mm-hmm. for the sake of the word, it chokes it and, and they don't produce anything. Okay. Right. Or when greed and you know the story right. chokes it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But so we've, we are in a, in, we're like Noah built the ark. You look like a fool, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's being, what is his obedience? Faith. Yeah. It's an obedience of faith. Abraham's obedience of faith. Come right. On. When, Come when on. the angel came and he was 99. And of course, you know, Sarah's laughing. Shall I have pleasure, my Lord? <laughs> you know, and I <laughs> being old as we are, um, yeah. uh, Stork didn't drop that baby. They had to by faith. Come on. By faith consummate right mm-hmm. and take steps to take those get steps. that done yes he does that at age 99 and 89 but they believed and uh or else isaac would not have been born the child of promise come on so we you and i and i and many of our friends right we have had hardship we have had persecution we you know the things of this world try to choke Try to yeah. choke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that fear of not having enough, fear of you know losing out somehow or whatever. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we press through that, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Right? Keep your eyes on Jesus. And now, after years of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Years of this, <laughs> we are now in a position, by virtue of time, and trusting in the faithfulness of God to be the crazy ladies in our families mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that say, oh, no, 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 something good's coming. Come on. When everything seems to go against God's promises, we have hope against that. We're those crazy people in our families, right? Exactly. As I texted you a couple of weeks ago, there is an element and we believe that he is. Mm, that's it. And that's that's it. Right. Just got to believe that he is. And and I often find myself going through the house or whatever, or I might be driving down the road and say, Lord, I believe that you are. Yeah, the great I am. The great I am, as it ties back to what you were just saying. Yeah. And and then hooked on to that is, and he is a rewarder. rewarder. A rewarder. Yeah, of those who seek him. Him. Come on. And Abraham wasn't perfect. Uh, No. Noah wasn't perfect either. We know that. Right. But we know from the Abrahamic covenant that it was God put him to sleep. Right? Genesis 15. God put him to sleep, and he bound himself to the covenant. Mm. It it was an unconditional covenant made within God Himself. 
It wasn't dependent on Abraham's behavior. This is a righteousness of faith in yeah. his righteousness. In his righteousness. Yeah. Jesus did it all. Mm-hmm. Jesus did it all. Yeah. Paid it all. I That's love that right. song. He paid it all. He did it all. Yep. Nothing that we could have done would have ever, ever mm-hmm. made us right with God. That's right. Jesus was the only one that could do it. Praise God that he did. So Hebrews 7.22, by so much more, Mm. Jesus has become the surety of a better covenant. That's that's Hebrews 7, Hebrews 8, the next chapter, which we are very familiar with, and I, I... I had sent you some notes, but this this I just added this morning. Because what is that better covenant? Why do we need a better covenant? Because the old one was obsolete. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no place would have been sought for a second. And then later on in that same passage, it talks about the old one fading away. It's got to fade away. The old covenant was based on man's faithfulness. Yes. Yes. And it, and it was never going to work. Right. Which is why it was obsolete. But also, and I love what is said later in Hebrews 8, Mm. the author writes about the fact that their sins and their lawless deeds. I'll remember no more. That's right. Praise God. Yeah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that that is the deal for us. Slate wiped clean, not once, but forever. With, I mean, the new creation has, this is what the new covenant has made us to be daughters of God. New creation in our spirit with no sin, no history of sin, no future of sin. Brand new. Always. Forever right. With God. With God. Amen. With our wonderful daddy God. Now, t- tell me that's not a better covenant than having to throw a lamb on, on the altar every year or every time you sin. I- Tricia, I have tried several times in my small mind to think back. I'm so grateful I was not living back then. Yeah. To all the I's they had to dot and the T's right. they had to cross. Right. But then knowing, okay... I'm going to have to take this lamb or this dove or whatever right, they could right. take and watch it be sacrificed. Yeah. And, and but still walk away probably with some yeah. guilt never or whatever. Never their conscience. Couldn't never that's conscience. what Hebrews 9 goes on right. to talk about. That's right. Was if the blood of bulls and goats had worked <sighs> to, cleanse the to cleanse their consciousness. Mm-hmm. There would have been no need for Jesus to even come. Right. But one 
sacrifice for, for sins forever. forever. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I scream that in my car. Oh, I do too, Trisha. Yeah. I do too. One sacrifice for sins forever. <laughs> We're crazy. Well, I know. I know we are. People probably think, oh, Lord. But, you know, and, and then Hebrews 10 goes on to talk about more about how Jesus came because that old covenant was obsolete, mm-hmm. that was God's will was to do away with that old covenant. Yeah. And he, you know, he, he said, I've come to do the will right. of my father. And the work that he did that is discussed in Hebrews 10 mm-hmm. is that that work was Jesus literally dying on the cross. Right. And then he get he gave us he sent us that wonderful witness the holy spirit yeah, to, to remind us, remind us mm-hmm. you know all my life and i know you and i've had this discussion before but you know john 16 talks right. about the bony finger <laughs> or, this you know. is not what jesus said but this is how people interpret yes yes the conviction of the holy spirit yeah, and i yeah. you know i was brought up thinking it was the Holy Spirit was to convict me, to tell me how I'm doing everything wrong. And I remember where I was driving the day that realization came that, no, the Holy Spirit was sent to tell you how right you are. That's right. With God. Changes everything. It changes everything. Yeah, yeah. To remind us that he will not remember our sins. And that I love that you brought up the will of God. As it is stated in Hebrews 10 is to take away the first, the old covenant, and establish the second, the the new covenant, which has sanctified us forever. Yeah. By the way. Exactly. We're done. We're, it's done. It's, it's already holy. done. I think holy we, and blameless. I think we had, did a, didn't we do a show, a, a show one time on sanctification? Oh, yeah. And progressive and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And again. of that progressive sanctification. Yes. What can you do to make yourself more holy? Egads. <laughs> but this is, Suzanne, where you have to go back to spirit, soul, body. You're right. You have You're to say right. spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are a spirit. Yes. Made alive by Jesus Christ. It Amen. was a circumcision of the flesh so that now our identity is not in what we do. It's in this perfect work of Jesus Christ. We are joined to the spirit. And over here, there's still sin in the flesh, but that is not who we are. So you you are already holy. Live that out. Yes. Live that out. Believe right Live, live right. right. First, believe right. And then you then, can and, yes. and the progression is the progressive manifestation of what is, has already occurred. Well, one and done. One and done. Mm-hmm. And, and that reminds me of what I wrote this morning about in Ephesians where it says he's given us exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly. above all. And I was mm. kind of thinking in my mind, okay, exceedingly, that might be 30%. Mm. Abundantly, 60%. Above all, wow. 100%. Yeah, go for it. But, we, but we're but we already 100%. We're there already. 
What is it that is the key in that Ephesians 3.20 that you're talking about is in the preceding verses, which is to know. Yes. And it to comprehend. And that word, take it, seize it, receive it for yourself. The love of God. Yes. Know the height, the width, the depth, the length, all that. What is the love of God? Begin with God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's called unconditional love. The more we receive, Mm. the more I think that we'll see that hundredfold. See, the key, receiving. Receiving, that's right. Such a key. And that's what I loved about this. He, the, the, the literal translation Abraham received yeah. the kingdom. Yes. That that's the word that that's jumped right. off my page right. there was mm. receiving. Mm. We, we many of us were brought up in religious circumstances. Well, you gotta give, you gotta sacrifice, you gotta do that. Right. You, know, right. you gotta pay for it. You gotta you have to. Right. Absolutely. We call it a There's a price. dead work now, but right. But good there was, works are overflow. Dead works are trying to climb and earn. And earn. Mm-hmm. But we were never taught anything about receiving and and the flesh doesn't really in all honesty like to receive no the flesh oh no i can't take that oh you shouldn't have i can't do that i can't take that but it takes humility to receive it yes it does Mm -hmm. because be it puts you and it's just receiving and it's it's similar to praying Mm -hmm. that puts you in that posture of grace that's right of Okay, when when you mm. pray and trust the Lord that He's capable, right, and He can do it, that puts you in a posture of of you know receiving right. from Him, right. and as you said, humility and receiving grace now at the cross. Everything we would need, everything was provided. You know, when he became sin, that we mm-hmm. might become the righteousness of God in him. And he rose again from the dead, seated in heavenly places in Christ. That is the place of provision. Heaven is the place of provision from which grace flows. For, so for every demand, there is the supply, right? There's an supply. unending supply. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah. our job is not to... You know, faith isn't trying to get something. Extracting it's it. It's simply yes. receiving what's already been provided through yes. his grace. Yes. So that is that is the point of, you know, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. We're a branch. He's the vine. Everything flows from him. Our job is to abide. Our job is to rest. Right? Rest and receive. You mean if I'm working, God's resting, and if I'm resting, God's, God's working. working. What? Yeah. You mean He can actually handle it? I was uh, I was straightening up upstairs earlier, and I have a pillow. I have a lot of pillows with words on them. I and do too. This one says Waymaker. I and noticed it. It might not be there when you leave. I mean, when I leave. No, you might, that, might. You're coming what? on with me. Yeah. Put your sticky fingers on that. Um, but, I, you know, straighten it up. And I, and I have 2,000 songs on my speaker right now on my, my system playlist. And uh, so I'm putting that pillow in its spot. And on the speaker, 
This is not possible without God. Oh, my way gosh. Waymaker, miracle <laughs> worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Wow. Even when we can't see it, he's working. He's working. Even when we can't feel it, he's, he's working. working. He's always working. He never stops working. Now, the more we can get that in our heads and get our hands open, not clinging, mm-hmm. striving. Mm-hmm. Let go, right? Yeah. Rest. Well, you know, and, and even at the simplicity of you, <clears throat> it's hard to hold hands with a child if their hands are clenched mm-hmm. in a fist. Right. And it's, it's hard to give them anything. Yeah. It's hard to give them anything. Yeah. If their hands are clenched mm-hmm. in a fist. Death once held us in its grip. And by the blunder of one man, Adam, yeah. right? Death reigned as king over humanity. But now. How much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus the Messiah? Wow. Goosebumps. Absolutely. So you talk about us gripping. He says, let go. I'm going to grip you. You let go and receive. I got it. I'm holding you fast. You know, I still have. You did um, at a conference years ago. The the um, the yeah, the lid. Of grace, yeah, yeah, and it, and and on it, it has the heart, and it's in my drawer. I use it all the yes, time yes. Um, in my kitchen drawer, but it's gripped by grace. Yeah, yeah, and we don't realize that he he's got his his strong grip yeah. is on us, mm-hmm. so that we can let go. Yeah, yeah, and receive. Oh, wow. Held by him in his arms. Strong arms. Long arms. You can't Giant, get away. B- big, big <laughs> hands, you know. And when you were doing yeah. your um, your second book, I, I remember I had a, um, a sort of, not a vision, but just an idea of just God's great big hands mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. trying to hand us things and on yeah. that on that book you know you've got these mountains that are kind of split yes. but it it just just reminds me of even those mountains are just minute they to are. his great big hands yeah uh, sometimes i think of mountains as being like his shoulders like i can't even well, imagine wonderful. how big they are but he has yeah. broad shoulders and he carries us on his shoulders you know he does In Hebrews 6, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise, that by two immutable things, that's speaking of his promise and his oath, his promise to bless us and his oath to back it up with Mm. his authority, his name, He is the guarantee, can't break his word, in which it is impossible for God to lie. He has to bless us. Come on. This better covenant with Jesus as the guarantee says he has to bless us. Yes. We're not forcing his hand. We can't do anything. You know why? Because he already did it in the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross. And the lamb, the lamb was slain before the foundation. Yeah, always his plan. Always. Yeah. Nothing took him by surprise. Right. Are you saying nothing took him by surprise? 
I am saying that, that I, my mother used to say, God is not an ambulance driver. He doesn't <laughs> just arrive on the scene and try to figure out what to do. I love it. He already had a plan. You know, and my mom always says, um, he's been to my future mm-hmm. and he's seen that it's good. Oh, amen. And so, again, we go back to what we were talking about mm-hmm. a little bit ago, and that is he is all good. Yeah. All you know, good. death was never created for man. No. Never had that no. in mind. Mm-mm. Never, never. Death entered with sin. With sin. And spread. Like a, yeah. Cancer to cancer. all mankind. Yeah. Yeah. All around. So, but. We were never intended to die. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's, you know, I think that's why. The Lord has been speaking to me so much about get your focus off of earth. Right. These earthly things, this momentary. Affliction. Well, or that, afflictions right. and just mo- everything's momentary. That's I mean, right. we're like a vape. We are like a vapor. Yep, that's right. We might be on this earth 55, 60, 75, 80 years, whatever. That's a vapor. Mm-hmm. We can't even wrap our minds around what eternity is. Right. And yet God has already got it mapped out for us and he knows our place in eternity and that key key word there is eternity because that is the ultimate hope right eternal life so whatever happens Mm -hmm. that is a done deal but i go ahead no no you go ahead i but we have this picture of Abraham, to me, which tells us this is what life in the here and now can look like. Yep. Because if God did it for him. Yeah. Why not? And then he promises. Mm-hmm. He made that promise right. to Abraham and his seed, right. which we know Jesus mm-hmm. was Abraham's seed. Yeah. And therefore, in Galatians, we are heirs. That's right. According to the promise. According to the promise. Because we belong to Jesus. Right. We're his. That's right. Forevermore. So you have the spiritual seed of Jesus, and that comes by the Spirit, the promise of the Spirit. The promise of Abraham became the promise of the Spirit which is the guarantee of eternal life. But there was also the natural seed, which was Isaac. Isaac. And if you look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who these are the ones that are mentioned, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then you have Joseph, of course. Mm-hmm. But you look at the, at the patriarchs there. They all messed up. Mm. Right? Oh, ever so much. And I'm not judging. I'm not judging. It's just a fact. It's in the Bible, right? Yeah. And yet, you go to the Hall of Fame of Faith, and that is not recorded, okay? He remembers our sins no more. But we we do have, in the Old Testament, the record that they weren't perfectly behaved people, and yet Mm -hmm. they were blessed with livestock, silver, gold, children, and This heritage of faith was passed down from generation to generation. We know that it is God's will in the here and now 
to bless us in our bodies, to bless us in our souls, to bless us in our lives, whatever it may be. Yeah. And to bless our children, which I do want to get to here. Absolutely. Before we finish. Um, but but I want to keep going with this Hebrews 6, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation, that is speaking of Jesus, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters this strong consolation, this anchor for our souls, enters, so you know, it's talking about Jesus, right? Come on. Enters the presence behind the veil, speaking of the Holy of Holies, right? The presence. So Jesus went in. We know Jesus is the veil that was torn. It's his flesh. He went into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle his blood on the mercy seat, his blood the mercy seat represents Jesus. Amen. He is our propitiation for sin. Love it. He, the ark underneath that box of wood represents his humanity. And everything, the three things in the, in the, the box represent and that everything mankind has done wrong. Yep. They broke all the commandments. They didn't respect his authority. They complained about the manna, his provision. <laughs> Covered. Mercy triumphs over justice, Judge, judgment. right? Yep. Judgment. Mm-hmm. And he became our high priest, opened it up. He opened it up. No longer would there only be one human being who could go in there into the presence of God. He became our high priest, opening up the Holy of Holies. Which And, and, and we are now kings and priests. That's right. We Jesus are that the priesthood of believers was always his dream. Yes. Always his agenda. Yes. His vision for us. You know, and and uh, I think of that song um Lord of King of Kings and Lord of Lords mm-hmm. and I used to think king of like kings like yeah. worldly kings. But that song is talking about us. Yeah. Jesus is king of us and, we're and the kings. lord of us. Yeah. We're we are, the he has given us authority over snakes and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. He has given us authority in our world for our family. We take authority for our family. Yes. I was doing that this morning. Mm-hmm. Some situations, I'm taking authority as a mom. Amen. Yes. You know these children and these grandchildren, mm-hmm. they are gifts from God. Absolutely. The devil can't have them. Absolutely. No. The devil can't touch them. Salvation is in our house. And that word, salvation, that's not just eternally being with Jesus. Salvation. That is, you know, health, healing. That's one of those wholeness words. Peace, shalom. You know, all of that. Compasses all of that. Yes. Salvation is in our house. That's right. And with our children and their children. Yes. And the promise of the Spirit was given not only to us, but also for our children. Yes, absolutely. You know, when I pray for my kids, I go crazy. <laughs> like, I I don't want any halfway. Right. I want the whole shebang. And you know, in Jesus in heaven praying for us, mm-hmm. our daddy God mm-hmm. loves, if we think we love 
our oh. children. Yeah. How much more does he want? How much more? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, keep going. And so this strong consolation, encouragement, confidence, indwelling strength. I looked at a couple of uh, commentaries on this. Mm-hmm. Matthew Poole. We have a strong consolation such as will vanquish all fears and doubts and jealousies and sorrows and distractions, putting the heart in a quiet, peaceful, settled frame and establishing it. So I that, loved that when you when you sent that to me. I really focused on that. I love mm-hmm. many of those words. Yeah. Peaceful, putting us into a peaceful state. Right. I think so many times back on when I first met you and several of the ladies that had been, you know, and and men too, but um, I was primarily around several of the ladies that had been around you for a long time and under your teaching. And I just remember thinking, they just float. (laughs) (laughs) They just, you know, you seem so peaceful Mm -hmm. and you are, you, you all are very peaceful, but it, that comes out into the world where other it makes other people jealous, if you will, of what they mm-hmm. and it makes them interested and curious as to why are you so peaceful? I've had a lot of people say, "I want what you have," and right. I say, "You already have it." <laughs> you know, actually, yeah. So back to that promise in Hebrews six, the promise of Abraham that that God would. He says, I will surely bless you. Surely blessing with blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. This goes back to Genesis 22. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what the writer is referring to. And so in Genesis 22, here are a few excerpts from that where God says to Abraham, take now your son, your only son, Mm. the son that you love. Hmm. Who does that remind you of? Who does that remind you of? That's what I was just thinking. (laughs) So we have a picture of Abraham as the father and Isaac as the Mm. son, Jesus. We're we're seeing a picture here of our father giving his son his only son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Mm -mm. John 3.16. He says, go to the land of Moriah. And offer him there is a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And we know that Mount Moriah is where Golgotha was. So picture upon picture here. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And I highlighted this. And the two went together. Mm. And the two went together. I don't know that I've really recognized that before. Never jumped out before Mm -mm. until today. Mm -mm. Together, they went up the mountain. Wow. We are talking about a covenant made between the Father and the Son. Mm -mm -mm. New covenant. An intrinsic covenant. Yeah. That we are the beneficiaries of. But we aren't signers on that contract. We only get... The blessing of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you, I mean, that whole, if we, I think back um, 
the way I learned the whole picture of Isaac mm-hmm. and Abraham. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Are you laying your Isaacs on the altar? <laughs> oh, that my one? goodness. Yeah. Oh, thinking? yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you got to sacrifice something. You have to. You oh. know, there's you've got idols in your life or whatever. And, you know, there's those are your Isaacs and blah, blah, blah. And the whole time, it was a picture of Christ. Right. And the He's father. The hero. He is the hero. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. And you keep reading because you're going to come to my other part of that verse. I haven't ever actually, I don't think I've ever realized that they went up together. Just just that phrase, father and son. Pretty amazing. And 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 we know from Hebrews eleven that Abraham did this. This was his this was obedience of faith, right? Right. He did this knowing he so believed the promises of God and this only son that he had through which all of the promises would come that he could put that child on the altar and God would raise him from the dead. Absolutely. Because he told the servants, we yeah. shall return. We shall we return. shall return. Excellent. The I'm, two of them would return. I'm seeing that now. This is Jesus rising from the dead. Right? Yes. This was the plan of God. Yes. Wow. I mean, I'm just seeing this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And Abraham said, we're back to Genesis 22. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb. The, the actual Greek there is God will provide himself. That's the part. I love it. I love it. He will provide himself. Yeah. And he did, didn't he? The ram and the thicket. So, listen to this again. So, the two of them went together Mm. again. Mm. Wow. Mm. And he said, Father said, do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. What verse does that make you think of? Makes me think of Romans eight thirty two. To him who did not, who spared not his own son, but freely gave mm. him up for us yes. all, Tricia. Yes. How will he not with him, with him, mm. with him also freely give yeah. us all things? That's what I was oh, thinking yeah. about all, earlier. So, I was thinking about that verse. Awesome. I'm so glad you. I love it. Freely give us all things. With him, freely gives us all things. With him. With him. He's our strong consolation. He's our guarantee. He's our surety. Yes. Of all things. Uh, Is that... Does that just mean spiritual things, Trisha? It means everything. Because we see the life of Abraham that God provided everything. In all ways. Yeah. In every way possible. He never... You know, and I, I think back at they were nomads, right, you know, and so right. forth. But God supplied, yeah, the water, the wells, Isaac. everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all along the way. Yeah, how shall He not, with yes. Him, also freely mm-hmm. give us to Him who receives? Yeah, the free. I'm I'm going to put in parentheses the free gift. 
the free gift of, uh, you know, or the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. righteousness. Right standing with God. Go to the throne of grace boldly, parousia. Yes. And receive, receive, receive. Oh, my goodness. I'm uh, thinking about the mercy seat. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm then on, Abraham uh, lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram, which is a picture of Jesus, caught in the thicket by its th- its horns. So Abraham took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. The substitution. Trading mm-hmm. places. Mm. Trading places. Yeah. Everything that Jesus is is now ours. We are, as Romans 8 says, heirs of God. He, well. Not even everything God has, but heirs of God. I don't know that I've really Mm -hmm. thought about that. That is awesome. Yeah. And he traded in his heavenly kingship. Mm Mm-hmm. And came down here to be a human being, to be man. Right. To finish the work. Mm-hmm. And, wow, so that we could trade places now. Yeah. yeah. But and we, yes, the Son of God became the Son of Man, it. that the sons of men could become sons of God. Look up. I want to hear what the Passion says. Romans eight fifteen and 16. Romans eight fifteen and 16. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Mm. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all all that he has. Good stuff. So you're saying I don't have to do anything. <laughs> That's right. It's all because of what yes. Jesus did. That's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How incredible oh. is that? Wow. Wow, wow. I want to, uh, there's so much more. I have related all of this to my family, okay? And I know that there are times that we have to stand in the gap, as we say, for our families. And what we're doing is we're just entering into that intercession of Jesus mm-hmm. and seeing from his perspective, calling those things forth sometimes like Abraham, as though things that aren't as though so they, they are. are Come right? On. Come on. Things that don't exist, like his dead body was dead. But he believed the word of God. He believed the promise of God that he would be the father of many nations. And so sometimes there's promises that you have received for your family, for yourself, that everything seems to go against. And so in the natural, you may not be seeing it, but this is where you enter into that agreement 
where two agree as in touching anything, anything that you and I come into agreement about, and we can do this husband and wife, right? Right, yeah. Anybody. Whatever we ask on earth, Jesus said, right, Matthew 18? Yep. Our Father will give us from heaven. Absolutely. He will send it from heaven. And so I stand in the gap sometimes for my children and for myself, but there is sometimes a waiting period. And um, I did a whole study on the promises of God not too long ago, but one of the key scriptures that just kept coming up was Luke 18. Jesus told a parable, and he started it, you ought always to pray and never give up. Never. When do you give up? Never. Never. You don't see it today? Do you just fold up the cards and and say, I guess it's not going to happen? He said no. Did God say no? Not if it's his promise. God was pleased with the work of his son. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, the father loves me because I lay down my life. Wow. And when you were just reading that about them, the father and the son going up together, it Mm. made me think of Jesus in the garden Mm. praying, you know, and and, and saying, yes, and then saying, nevertheless, (laughs) (laughs) not my will, not my will, but yours be done. He took that cup of suffering and sorrow and pain and condemnation and sin and everything. And separation from God. Mm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Woo. Mm-mm. In that moment of humanity, he was separated. Right. Right. Yep. 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 In the spirit, still the son, but he became. This is what sin demanded. Exactly. Right? This is what the, the curse price demanded. That he had to pay. Yep. The wages of sin mm-hmm. is death, separation. Mm hmm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken that we might be accepted. Forever. And yeah. and never, yeah. once we receive that gift of righteousness, right. we're forever right. Forever right. He forever. called God God in that moment for the first time ever. He'd always called him Father. He called God God. My mm. God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That we might call him Father. I just love it. Oh. oh, I love it. I love it. Such good stuff. But he went on after telling this parable of the unrighteous judge. This is Jesus in Luke 18. He says, talking about this widow with this unjust judge and going to the, to the unjust judge. And he's comparing it to your father, heavenly father is the righteous judge. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. Shall not God avenge his own elect to cry out to him day and night, Though he bears long with them, I tell you, he will avenge his elect speedily. And that word, bears long, it's really just one word in the Greek, macrometheo. Mm. And here's the definition. To persevere patiently and bravely, to be of a long spirit, not to lose heart, Mm. to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring troubles. Okay, so... I got into this word a few months ago, macrometheo, that is used there. And I realized that this is a word that doesn't just mean God is holding out and taking a long time. No, it literally means that Jesus, that he, God, is in it with us, bearing and enduring. And he's never leaving Mm. us to carry the burden on our own. He not only is outside of time, 
He is with us in time to make yep. sure that we don't lose hope. That mm-hmm. we keep our eyes fixed on him, setting our minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. So that whatever that promise is, we're going to get to the finish line and we're going to see it. What we've Amen. seen in our hearts, we're going to see with our natural eyes. Maybe, let me just skip to this. I feel like I, I need to get to this. There's so much more I could say. But I want to say our children are blessed, not Amen. because of our good parenting, but because of Jesus. Yes. Whether good or bad, our our actions and behaviors, no matter what mistakes we've made, we can bank on it. Blessing he will bless us, multiplying he will multiply us. Amen. Because of Jesus. All because of him. And so we go we go as he is. We go in his name, not in our own. Not saying, "Will you please just have mercy on me?" Listen. Mercy sent Jesus to the cross, but it is his justice that has declared us in right standing with God. That's right. We're not wanting to go to God on some moving pharisaical curve. No. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to have assurance. It can't be how sorry we are. It can't be, but we did all this good stuff. Oh, woe is me. Why is my child in trouble? Now, just go back to Jesus. Go back to the cross. Go back to the resurrection. Go back to that place seated in heavenly places and say, that is my That's right. surety. That's my inheritance. That's yes. what you bought and paid for, Jesus. Yes. That's yes. what you bought and paid for. That's right. God thinks generationally. We That's right. He, he really does. I mean... When he spoke to Abraham mm-hmm. about his seed, he was looking at his seed was Jesus. Right. The promise. The promise. And he thinks generationally. And again, this is the whole time and space thing that we're we can't even yeah. wrap our minds around. Right. But he can. He can be everywhere all at once. Yeah. Because he right. is God. And he can be with that child that maybe has right. taken a wrong turn right. that is gone a different way mm-hmm. than we ever expected. Mm-hmm. He's big enough. Yeah. And the promise still applies, even if that child has taken a wrong turn. That doesn't yeah. mean that God isn't able to turn that situation the around. The prodigal son. Mm. Went to a distant land. Oh, man. Psalm thirty one thirty nine says, Where can I go from your presence? Where can I go from your spirit? If I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the far side of the sea, even there, your right hand will guide me. Amen. His, his arm is so long. <laughs> you can't go. Your child cannot go so far. That God's grace can't reach him or her. Amen. And I think it's important to go back to what you said. I think you said this a little bit ago that our, you know, we're covered by the blood, but remembering mm-hmm. our children are covered mm-hmm. by the blood. That's right. And, you know, salvation to us and to our children and our children's children generationally. That's right. That's right. Um, and, you know, you may not be able to be with your children all the time, 
or have input into their lives and so forth. But prayer goes much further than that. Going to the throne of grace goes way boldly to the throne of grace. Right. Right. All right. I think I'm just going to read here for just a minute. Okay. And let's just let it sink in. Mm -hmm. And um, listen, I'm going to read the first verse I'm going to read. And I think I've read it, I don't know, almost every time I've done anything these days, I read this particular scripture. 1 John 5. This is the confidence, the parousia, that we have in Jesus. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How do we know his will? His word. His word. So every scripture I'm getting ready to to read to you, to anybody listening, is his will. That is his will. And you can pray it and believe it. That's right. And if we know that he hears us, if I pray his word, he's going to hear me. That's right. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we can be thankful that he's already given it to us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And let me tell you what the very next verse is that oftentimes we don't read. Tell me. But I'm going to read it so that any parent out there who is praying for a child covered in the blood, mm-hmm. listen to this. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin, which does not lead to death, He will ask. So we'll say, parents will ask. Mm -hmm. And God will give life for those who commit sin not leading to death. Amen. I don't want to list a bunch of sins. Mm -mm. But I'm going to tell you that other than not receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior... Which, by the way, you and your household will be saved. Amen. So pray for that. If they have never received Jesus Christ, pray for that. That's right. God's will for you and your family. Mm-hmm. That's right. But the the things that they do in their behavior, don't let that sway you. Come on. That's right. God will give them Zoe life. Amen. Abundant, God life, mm-hmm. eternal life. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read a few scriptures. This is the will of God for you and your family. The righteous man is blessed, happy, fortunate, enviable. enviable. I'm reading from the Amplified. Uh-huh. And as are his children after him. That's the will of God. I love it. What verse was that? Proverbs 20, verse 7. Okay. Now I'm going to read Proverbs 22, 6 in several versions. Are you ready for this? All right. Oh, this is the one we know. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. New Mm -hmm. King James Version. Mm -hmm. Listen to the NIV. Start off children on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. The message Point your kids in the right direction. 
when they're old, they won't be lost. Mm. Amplified. Train up a child in the way he should go. Excuse me. Train up a child in the way he should go, and in keeping with his individual gift and bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, some of us went against the grain with our kids and didn't put our kids in a box. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those moms. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I felt like from the get-go that I wanted my children to, to, I I wanted to water them, give them good soil to grow in. He causes the growth, right? They belong to him. Yeah, he gave them to me as a gift. But but I wanted them to grow into whoever. Amen. He wanted them to be with their gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I have five totally different children. (laughs) They are not in a box. (laughs) They all look different. They all, you know, but they are my flowers. Yeah. They're blooming. Absolutely. Yeah. Isaiah 44. I will give you abundant water for your thirst and for your parched fields, and I will pour out my spirit and my blessings on your children. They shall thrive like watered grass, like rivers on a riverbank. I love that. Psalm 102, 28. The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. Mm. Grandchildren, I love it. It is God's will that your grandchildren thrive. Pray for your grandchild. Amen. Due to grace to thrive. Amen. She's precious. Psalm 37 in the Amplified, verse 25. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous, those in right standing with God, abandoned or his descendants pleading for bread. It's not God's will for our children to be poor. Well, that and when that phrase pleading for bread, and I don't know, I haven't researched it out, but it made me think of um, Jesus is not far off from them. Jesus is our bread of life, Mm. and he's not far off from them. And they... And we declare it, but Jesus is their bread, and he is close. He is close to them, wherever they are. Amen. The descendants, I'm reading Proverbs 11, 21, the descendants of the righteous will be delivered. Mm. Will be delivered. Isaiah 65, 23 and 24 in the New American Standard. God's people. They will not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. It will also come to pass that when, excuse me, before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. And don't we have God's promise, Tricia, that un- under the curse, mm. under the curse, you know, your your children w- that are born to you will be captive. Right. And, and, and we see that a lot happening with the world's children. That's right. 
these days. They become captives to mm-hmm. this ideology mm-hmm. or, you know, this um, new thing or whatever. Right. And, but our children are different. Yeah, yeah. Let They're me go blessed. Ahead. That's right. Let me go ahead and read um, read that scripture uh, because we need to know that Jesus became a curse. You could go back to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, that he became a curse for For us. us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He paid. He paid, right? It's done. He set us free. Right. Having become a curse for us, just as Second Corinthians five twenty one says he became sin for us, here it says he became a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive this promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, I am going to read the curse from Deuteronomy 28. Okay. And if this describes a believer... This is illegal. That's right. Uh, totally. This, this is a, place it's a great way to put it. To put your stake in the ground and say, Jesus is my surety. Jesus is my guarantee. He's paid for it. He paid for it. He became the it curse for us. It is not about me. That's right. It's not even about my children. It's all about Jesus. Come on. Okay. So if this describes. A son or a daughter of God, we got to take authority and reject this and stand in the promises of God. Deuteronomy 28, verses 32 and 41. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long. And there shall be no strength in your hand. I can feel it. Mm. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Mm. Illegal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't have God's children. The devil can't have God's children. Nope. They're not under the curse. Let me read Psalm 127. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. Amen. Your son is yours. My children are mine. That's right. right. That's right. The fruit of the of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man or woman whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies at the gate. Let me read from another version. Listen to this. You, that last verse. You will not be humiliated. Amen. When you are accused at the gate, for your children will stand with you against your adversaries. Amen. 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 Why are our children quivers? I mean, excuse me. Why are our children arrows in a quiver? They are weapons of warfare. That's right. Against the devil. Amen. Against his minions. Amen. So if, if anyone's children are under attack, and seem to be taken captive by this world. No, we're going to take them back. Amen. And it's going to be restored. The devil is going to have a boomerang go back on him so bad. Amen. That we're going Amen. to get a restoration. Amen. As Jesus said, anything you lose. And I'll tell you what, if, you're, if you are a believer and your children 
seem to be taken captive by this world. I call that persecution for the sake of the gospel because yeah. you trained them right. Right. You believe in Jesus Christ as your Come Lord on. and Savior. You speak the gospel out. You trust in the Lord. Amen. And Amen. Therefore, Jesus said, a hundredfold in this time. time. A hundredfold return. You will be restored just as Job even more because he got double. You're going to get a hundredfold. Amen. Amen. And, and, and I also just want to speak to that because I do have friends that, um, you know, their children maybe have chosen different paths and, um, you know, gone astray and so forth. And, and they're somewhat despondent, but, you know, I do believe also it's so important for us to show the love of God to these yeah, children. For sure. Just l- love them yeah. where they are. And God's love can reach through and That's pierce right. Right. any anything, right. you know, any wall, any, you know, um, hindrance that we mm-hmm. think there is. Mm-hmm. God's love can do greater. And I think it's so important that we show, we, we just yeah. pray and show love. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot what the exact word was the other day, but it was about love. And I did a deep dive. I have so, I've just compiled such a list of scriptures about the kind of love that God has for us. Mm. And he says that we should love each other like that. Okay, it's not a demand, right? It's, there's a, the supply, right. but it's called a fruit, right? The fruit of agape. It is, it is a different kind of love than brotherly love. It's certainly not, you know, lustful type of love, right, right. erotic love. No, th- this is agape. Okay, so this is the kind of love that covers over a multitude of sins. This, the way this Amen. kind of love is described over and over and over in the New Testament, because that's a Greek word, agape, is it, it it seems to oftentimes relate to dealing with sin. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Because that's when it's tested. Mm-hmm. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. Before the foundation yeah. of the world. Yes, absolutely. Before we ever had a thought for him. For God so yeah. loved right. the world. Yeah. that Not a sect of people mm-hmm. that were behaving correctly. Right. Or not just the Israelites. That's why Nicodemus was taken by surprise. Right, right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God loves us. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up on yeah. the world. Right, right. I don't know right. about that. But he loves the world. That's right. John 3, we get to Nicodemus. John 4, who do we get to? The, the woman at the well. Right. But God didn't send his son to condemn the world. That's right. 17, but that the world might be saved through him. Amen. Okay, a couple more, couple more here about children. I'm going to read Malachi 4, 6 in the Amplified. He shall turn and reconcile the hearts of the estranged fathers to the ungodly children and the hearts of the rebellious children to the piety of their fathers, a reconciliation produced by repentance of the ungodly, a mm. change of mind in the ungodly. Wow. But listen to Luke one seventeen, where this verse is repeated. I'm going to read from the Amplified again. And he will himself go before Jesus. This is speaking of John the Baptist. In the spirit and power of Elijah, 
with an unequivocal word, okay, in power, Mm. to turn back the hearts of the fathers to their children. Let me tell you, sometimes there's anger towards the children who are rebellious. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the fathers will say, you're no longer my son. Right. That's right. That's an anger Mm -hmm. that comes out, you know. And sometimes there, there, there is a line drawn to which the father might say to the son, you, you've crossed the line with me. Mm-hmm. You're no longer my son. Mm-hmm. But that, that is something God changes in the hearts of fathers, Amen. in the hearts of mothers. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, love. Love will break through, right? Amen. Unconditional. So mm. it will change the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient and incredulous and unpersuadable, that would be the rebellious children, to the wisdom of the upright, which is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God. I am telling you, we need to close our eyes right now and see our children and grandchildren loving the holy will of God. I'm just going to pray that right now. Father, I pray that you will turn the hearts of fathers and mothers who are angry with their children and and don't know anything else but to shut the door on their children. I pray that you would change their hearts yes, Lord Jesus. and that they would begin to see their children as you see them, that they would never give up on their children, that they are actually a lifeline for their children, and that they should pray for their children and be like that prodigal father holding the binoculars waiting for that son to return because he will come back. Amen. He, she will be back. She's going to yes. come back. Yes. She's gone yes. to the distant land, but it will prove to be worthless. That's right. She or he will come to her or his senses and will return. Yes, Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you will turn. Return is the, actually the word. They will return. Even though they seem impersuasible at the moment, I pray that you would take that impersuasible child in their mind so locked into this world. Break through with your light. Yes, Jesus. The light of truth. You will command that light to shine out of darkness. And that you will penetrate it and show the face of Jesus Christ to yes, that Jesus. child. And that I, that they will love that son or that daughter. Oh, we envision it now. Amen. They will yes. love the holy will of God. Yes, We envision them now. We are just, Lord, I pray that you would give pictures. These are not our own conjures. Okay, we're not conjuring anything. I pray, Lord, that you would give every parent out there, whether their children are, are out and being rebellious or, or not, but that you would give each of us imaginations in our dianoia, in our understanding. You would give us pictures of our children right now. Yes, Father. Pictures of them worshiping you. Pictures of them joyful. Pictures of them seated in their right mind. Some of them need to be clothed. Maybe they're not dressing right. They need to be clothed. I pray for peace. Mm. And I, now we envision them wanting to be with Jesus. Yes. We envision them on their knees, praying. Yes, Father. Things that used to drive them crazy, things that frustrated them, things that they felt there was no hope. Now we envision our children going before the Lord, going before you, God. 
going before the throne of grace for themselves. All this time we've been praying for them. Well, they're going to go themselves. And uh, it'd be yes. between you and them. We won't even be there. <laughs> That's right. We don't even it. need That's to be right. there. We That's don't even right. want to be there. Right? <laughs> it's your relationship with them. Just That's like right. that woman caught in adultery. Just the two of you. Just the two of you. You, you know how to deal with it, Jesus, in ways that we never. We, we, what can we do? We can't get inside a person's heart. But we can pray that you do. Yes, Father. We know it is your will. We pray it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a co- awesome. just a couple more and we'll end, okay? okay? You want to know the will of God? Isaiah 43. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. A few verses later, from eternity to eternity, I'm God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I've done. If your little girl or your little boy received the Lord Jesus as their Savior, as a child, no one can snatch them out of Jesus' hand, John 10, or the Father's hand. John 10, look it up. That's right. That's what John I was 10, just thinking of that verse. That's right, exactly. That's right. Jeremiah 31, but now this is what the Lord says, do not weep any longer for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. Praise the Lord. Their own land. Praise Isaiah 60, look and see. For everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from the distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. Mm-mm. And you know who they're going to come home first to? Is our Heavenly Father. They're coming home to us and they're coming home to Him, whoever they are. Amen. And I'm going to read this is a composite I came up with for Luke 15 20. Speaking of the prodigal son coming home. And the son got up and returned to his own father. But when he was still a great way off, his father looked off in the distance and saw his son returning. We're going to know. You parents of prodigals, you're going to know. You're going to see your son or daughter coming. Amen. Great compassion swelled up in his heart. He was moved with pity and tenderness for his son and raced out to meet him. He fell on his neck, enfolded him in an embrace, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him fervently over and over with tender love. You know, if God will do that for a parent whose son or daughter has totally left, gone to a foreign land, do anything for our children you know when I was sitting as you were reading that I I was sitting there reminding myself as Jesus Mm -hmm. told this parable he was speaking to Jewish people that you know it was their law that that son should have been stoned and so often we get caught up in a worldly system or world's way of thinking of judgment being judgment minded and you see this picture of our Heavenly Father, right. which is what Jesus was portraying, that loves us, loves our children. Mm-hmm. As Mom 
often, my mom often reminds me, somebody had once told her, God doesn't have any grandchildren. We we think they're they're ours, but they're really God's. That's right. And how if if we know the love of the Father or think we've even begun to grasp it, how much more mm. for our children? You know, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I know you haven't had yet the blessing of a grandchild, right. but it is truly so different. Yeah. And you feel so differently about that grandchild. So even if we think of God as, well, this is my child and this is, you know, therefore his grandchild, how much more? Mm. How much more? Mm. He loves him so much. And look at what this father did. Right. He didn't go out there and go, you scoundrel, you've been gone for, you know, two years and I can't blah, 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 blah. No record of that. Nothing. With the robe of righteousness on him. He did. The robe of the firstborn, the signet yes, ring. The signet ring. My name, ring. you can have anything. Yes. It's all still yours. Son, Huas, inheritor. Kill the fatted calf. <sighs> Jesus. Bring Jesus into Sandals it. Sandals on his feet, son, not a slave. Mm. So much good stuff. So much. So much good stuff. Hey, and parents are the pride of their children, the Proverbs say. Parents are the pride of their children. In other words, they're proud of us. If they're not proud today, they will be proud of us. They'll be Amen. proud to be called by our name. And then grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged. <laughs> we're not aged, of course. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. But no. we're old enough to be grandparents. We are. We are. I have a 33-year-old daughter. And so. I have a 30, he's nearly 35-year-old son. So, yeah. And uh, my little grandbaby will be five in a month. And oh, I'm just, I can. can't believe. That much time has passed. I can't either. Wow. And, you know, but it has, all of this has also taught me a lot about just being steadfast before the Lord in prayer, because you can't, you can't control them any more than you can control your own child. So, you know, you just have to learn to let go and let God truly just let God do his marvelous work and be thankful. Like Aren't you glad you're not God? Oh, my. <laughs> We'd be in a big mess. If we yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just so glad God is God and he loves us so much. Amen. And I love you. And I love you. It's yeah. been such a joy today, Tricia. Thank you awesome. so much. It's been such a treat and such a blessing. Thank you. It yep. has been a really, really a joyous thing. And I appreciate it so much. Yeah. A Real View is brought to you by Parousia, a ministry devoted to boldly sharing the gospel of God's grace, freely offered to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Visit ParousiaMinistries.com for teachings and testimonies, as well as information on how you can order Trisha Gunn's highly acclaimed book, Unveiling Jesus, a verse-by-verse foundation of the message of grace. This show is made possible by the generous financial support of people like you who love this message of grace. Your tax-deductible gift to Parousia is greatly appreciated.